Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Dave Burr's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla and we're so glad to have you here with us. Um, before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the good things that you've done for us, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness to us, Lord. And we thank you for this time together in the Word. And we ask that you will show us what it is that you have for us, Lord, that you minister to our needs, Lord, as you already said that you would, Lord. And we thank you in advance for it, Lord, because you always do what you said you're going to do, Lord. So we thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, and we thank you for another wonderful opportunity to be closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' amen. almighty name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us as we dive into the Word and continue our study in the book of Hebrews. This morning we are in chapter 11, or continuing in chapter 11. We are still covering verses 8 through 16, so whether you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, I just want to encourage you to pause the episode and take a moment to read through that section of scripture just so it's easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And as is our custom, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, I promise. Well, the Lord was showing to me, he first brought me to verse 10, where it says, this is talking about Abraham, for he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So you can see here that Abraham first had to have God as his foundation, and that has to be the basis of our faith. Unless God is the center of it all, we can't actually have real faith. It's nothing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So the same applies for us. When we, we have to allow God to give us the vision. We read about Hosea, I believe. It says, write down the vision and make it plain, so that those who see it may run with it. Mm -hmm. That's me paraphrasing. Mm Mm-hmm. So it only applies for the visions that God gives. And we first have to receive the complete vision because if we don't, we're only going on a fraction. Mm-hmm. A fraction is not going to give us anything good. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say it this way. Go on as much as God has revealed to you because you Amen. may not tell the whole, you know, sit down in one moment and tell you the whole next end to the end of your lifespan. He may not do that, but he's... And in many cases, he gives us enough to see what our faith is. And then once we obey in faith, that opens for the, the door for him to tell us more. Um, because faith is the kingdom currency. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? So our yes. job is to believe as much as he has given, uh, he has revealed, ask him appropriate questions. If we need um, more understanding or even to encourage our faith, but not questions of doubting. Amen. Like we see Abraham, when you look back in Genesis, he had conversations with God and he asked questions so that he could understand like, Lord, you're talking about generations coming for me, but I have no kids. Um, you know, 
help me in this. Two right? plus two is four. Like, okay, Lord, help. <laughs> you know, I don't understand how this works. And it wasn't God. I don't know if I can believe you. It was what's the connection point, God, so I can. I'm on board, but I need to get on board fully because, you know, I, you know, I see or I understand what needs to happen for children to be born. And God could have had the opportunity, like for Mary, he said, Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you. That was not Abraham's journey, right? <laughs> um, so he told him what the pathway would be for him and his wife, Sarah, and he believed God and God counted it for righteousness. And then you'll see that they had multiple conversations or interactions throughout Abraham's lifetime and more information was given when the Lord spoke based on Abraham believing the amount of information he had already. Layla, did you have something you wanted to say, sweetheart? I just wanted to tell you, I promise the scripture you were referencing is Habakkuk 2, verse 2. Oh, thank mm. you. You're welcome. Amen. Thank you. And the part you brought up about the Lord and the Lord's word had to be Abraham's foundation. Amen. Right? And it goes along with, pairs exactly with what you said, honey, honey, about faith being the currency for the kingdom. What are we, where, what, right, or who are we placing our faith, our trust in? That's an investment, right? So are we investing it where it belongs, with the Lord, or in something or someone or someone else's word? or actions, or deeds, or where have you invested your faith, your trust? Where have you placed it? The only one that's, or the only way you'll reap that reward, a good reward, is by placing it in where it's safe, in that firm foundation, which is the Lord and his word. Everything else will, will yield a return as well, but it might not be what you you expected it to be. And in fact, some may suffer great loss as a result. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I, I'll be guarantee you, if it's not placed in the Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ, if it's placed anywhere else, there will be loss. Mm-hmm. And it may be great for some. So I encourage everyone to just place all of their faith, their trust, and I would say their, their hope or their future, right, eternally. Mm-hmm. And hope is a target for Absolutely. faith. So it all has to be, your hope has to be in the Lord, your faith has to be in the Lord, and your obedience has to be unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Only. Only. Mm-hmm. And it comes as a result of love. Because mm-hmm. you typically don't invest in the things that you hate. Mm-hmm. So we have to love the Lord in order to put our faith, the measure that he's given us, and will continue to expand and increase as we utilize it in what he has directed, all right, that trust factor, both for yes, now sir. and, I'll say, the hope or the future, our eternity. Amen. Speaking of hope, that which goes into nicely what the Lord was speaking to me, was that we see instead of verse 13, it says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And the Lord was sharing with me, and it goes to what you were saying, promise, that the vision that the Lord provided was the vision that they clung on to, mm-hmm. not what their natural eyes saw or what they thought it was going to look like. In the example of Abraham, he didn't see a multitude of nations pop out of Isaac suddenly. Mm-hmm. He didn't see that, meaning that with Isaac didn't come out a whole race of humans mm-hmm. or a whole um, group. 
It was just Isaac, but he saw afar off what the Lord had promised. Mm-hmm. And that's what was truly important, mm-hmm. that it wasn't about what it looked like at the beginning or what they thought they saw, but what truly was going to happen based off what the Lord said. Mm-hmm. That goes to, as you said, promise that when the Lord gives a vision, he gives, sometimes he gives us the play by play, but more times than not, he just gives us the vision to ask that we walk with him, mm-hmm. walk in faith with him. He tell, didn't tell Abraham exactly what was going to happen, that he was going to be sitting underneath a tree and then suddenly trip over something and then boom, it was suddenly going to come to him. He didn't tell him anything like that. He told him, this is what's going to happen. This time next year, you're going to have a son. Meaning that it wasn't um, overly specific, like on the September the 2nd or anything like that. But Abraham had to trust him enough so that way he didn't have to know everything in order to place his faith in it. It's no longer faith once you know everything. It's knowledge. So we have to understand that as well, that as we're, um, placing faith in God, not to confuse it with knowledge that we have, not believing the Lord when only when we have information and facts and figures, but understanding and believing him even when it doesn't seem as though um, it's going to be fulfilled inside that moment or even relatively soon. Or you don't know when the actual manifestation is going to come. So faith is always present tense. Yes. Hope is future. So remember, hope is the target for your faith. So he had to believe that he had the moment that God said it, it was his. Now the playing out of it or the manifestation or how it would come to fruition or what time frame, that was in God's hands. But the moment that God spoke to him and he connected his faith, it became Abraham's at that moment. And if you look through um, his particular journey with the Lord, you'll see that the first time the Lord spoke to him, he made it general what the promise was or what the blessing of the Lord would be for him. And, um, but he gave him enough information that Abraham could believe or Abram at that time. And then the more Abraham believed God and then obeyed, the more itemized and zoomed in God got. Yes. Right. And even to going, Nope, you're going to have a son with your wife. And then, I mean, he names the son he gives more specific information later on, but it was always enough for, Abraham to be able to use his faith or, um, and even if it meant prompting Abraham to engage in more of a conversation with God than Abraham was initially thinking, like we talked about a lot, how God started that conversation, God started all the conversations that they had, but that we get to see the, the outplay. I believe we started those conversations, but he gave Abraham enough so that Abraham would go, well, wait a second, God, well, what about this? And then what about that? Right. Which is what God wanted him to do. Um, but God always gives us enough. And like you said, our job is not to try to pin God down because we think he's going to be a liar and we need him to give us every iota of detail information that we're not even capable enough to handle. And we probably would ruin it if we get too much information like Abraham engaging with Hagar that put a damper on what God was trying to bring forth through him. But even Keturah's children kind of put a damper on that later on because they became adversaries in the future. But that's, you know, that's a side note. But um, God gives us what we need and our job is to believe him and not try to treat him like he is going to be dishonest or unfaithful in some way. 
And just like a child believes their dad or their parent when they say, okay, finish your chores and we're going to go get ice cream. Yay! And like you guys would dance and celebrate like you were licking that <laughs> ice cream at that exact moment. <laughs> hadn't done any of the work or hadn't, anything hadn't that was done asked. A lick of work, hadn't met any of the stipulations. But I mean, you celebrated, high-fived each other, cheered, partied. I mean, like you danced <laughs> around with each other and you looked at each other and smiled and talked about it the whole time. You took that word like it was... Like I said, you were tasting the ice cream at that moment. You were licking it and that ice cream cone was in your hand at the exact moment that I said it. And God wants us to pr- approach him just like that. Amen. God, woo! Now he wants us to finish the work because, you know, you guys used to take a lot of prodding to get to the end result. But when you were little, you're better about it now. But God wants that kind of simplistic faith that takes him at his word and receives and accepts it just like they're holding it. We are holding it in our hand at that exact moment. Amen. Amen. So I wanted to talk about, um, back to what you were saying, Promise, about Abraham having to um, put his faith in God for the the city that was to come, His for his eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it references in uh, verse 11, I'm sorry, chapter 11, verse 10, for he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. That's for the the divine plan, and the, the scripture in Galatians tells us that the gospel was preached to him. Um, so he had to believe in the Lord just like we did, and we see him encountering God. You know, talking about the case with Lot, but that brings me to something because it connects with verse fifteen of Hebrews eleven, and it says, "And truly, if they had recalled to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return." So, if Abraham at any point has said, God, I'm bitter with this process and this journey that you've had me on. I'm, I'm disillusioned by it. I thought it was going to happen in this time frame. I thought it was going to be, you know, a different journey. I've been circling around all this time and I feel like I'm just doing laps. I don't really see what you were talking about because it's been 25 years. It's been however long it had been, you know, 30 years. It's been however long. And he could have, if he had taken a sour turn towards God, turned back and fallen away um, and looked back with longing eyes on the land that was behind him, kind of like Lot's wife. The Lord had set up this grand deliverance for them to get them out of there. God actually went out of his way for Lot. Absolutely. Because his he didn't have family. to do any of that, right? He went out, out of his way for Lot and his family, and he didn't have to do any of that. But yet he did because he's great and he's merciful and he is not willing that any should perish, but all that, that everyone should come to repentance. And it sometimes works out that the opportunity only some will take to come to repentance, but he still wanted to give the chance. And he already knew what the decision was going to be, but the angels even standing in the going to look was an opportunity for the city to repent. And yet some persisted in wickedness and others entreated the Lord like Lot did and Abraham did on his behalf. So he could go and offer that opportunity because they had stored up judgment of the, the wickedness that was happening in Sodom and Gomorrah had heaped up um, judgment for themselves. Um, but Lot's wife, even though the Lord had gone out of his way, he had set up a, a plan to cause her and her daughters, her children to be delivered. She found herself in a place that she despised the blessing of the Lord and she looked back. I know you go, mm-hmm. well, how do you say that, Kamisha? How do you say she despised it? Well, I'll tell you. 
when she looked back, the, the word of instruction to her was get out of the plane, get out of this area and don't look back. Point blank, very specific, very direct. Do not look back. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that she looked back because she was just so curious. It was a direct defiance to the angel of the Lord. To the word of the Lord. And and by angel, I mean the angel of the mm-hmm. Lord, to the Lord Jesus. It was in direct defiance to the instruction from God concerning her life and what was he provided. He set good in front of her, and yet she looked back to bad. So she despised the word of the Lord and esteemed it as unimportant and thought that what was behind her was more important than what was in front of her. I know you might be saying, ouch, (laughs) but it's the truth. And when God comes to us and just like he did to Abraham, he laid out the blessing that he had in front of him, of Abraham. He laid out the good that he had and Abraham looked at the word and the promise and he valued it. He esteemed it highly. I mean, you see the same, um, the opposite in Esau, which is similar to Lot's wife. Esau despised what was laid out in front of him. Because he grew up with Abraham and Abraham talked about how God did this and how God did that. Because Jesus said, I know that he'll teach his children after me. Okay, right. So the Lord gave us enough information and Esau said, I despise what you're setting in front of me, God. Abraham said, I love it. Isaac said, I love it. Jacob said, I love it. What you set in front of me, God. But Lot's wife said, I despise it. And even Lot, when the situation about him fleeing the city with his, his family came about, he said they, he was first told to go to the mountains and he asked for mercy mm-hmm. to go somewhere a little bit closer because he was scared to go to the mountains at that immediate time frame. Right. And they gave him grace to a small city and he asked, can I go to this little city? It's just a little city. Can I go over there? And the Lord gave him mercy to be able to go there. And he said, go ahead. Just don't look back. And Lot went on, his daughters went on because they made it there safely, even though the daughters turned to wickedness later on after they kept going on their, you know, their Uh um, journey away from that area. But Lot's wife didn't even, she didn't make it. She turned into a pillar of salt because she decided that what was behind her was more important than what the Lord was saying to her here and now and the promise that he put in her future because he did all of that so that she would survive to give her a chance to live. So he declared what his motives were toward, towards her and his desire and his feelings towards her. I want you to live, daughter. But she said, no, what's back there is better. And she turned her eyes to, as I mean, like the words had barely come out of his mouth and she's turning then looking back, right? And turning to a pillar of salt. So what I wanted us to consider about this, is there anywhere in, in our lives that we're looking back or we are feeling negative or sour about the the plan that God has. In Luke chapter 8, it talks about um, the the different levels of ground that the heart can be in. And it talks about the ones that are good ground, how their heart is pure towards the Lord and they receive his word. And then they are able to bring forth harvest with patience, meaning that they are willing to wait with God just like Abraham was willing to wait with God for that city that had foundations. He was willing to wait with God for everything that God had promised him and to continue to endure and persevere, even though it seemed like it was delayed. Yes, mommy. Amen. There's a lot in there. So we're going to pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. 
Lord, we thank you for the opportunity, the chance that you've given us to live the good life in you, Lord. We repent if we've been bitter towards you, Lord, if we have accused you of any evil thing, Lord, concerning what you've placed in our path and the work that you've asked us to do, Lord. And we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to do the work, to be a vessel of honor, Lord, to be your son or your daughter and be part of your family, God. We thank you for the protection that's around us, Lord, and concerning everything that we have, Lord, that we are safe and we are able to complete every assignment that you've asked us to in excellence, Lord, with full strength and vigor, Lord. And we just thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.